0: Hey there and welcome to another episode of the World of Wellness Center podcast. I'm your host Megan Zucra. The World of Wellness Center podcast is aimed at helping educate and inspire health and happiness so that you can become the best version of yourself. In today's episode of the World of Wellness Center podcast, we have special guest, Ralph Duda. Now, Ralph is a German guy who lives in Switzerland, and he's one of the first international Wim Hof instructors, and he is certified in more than 10 different breathing techniques and methods, and under his nickname, Peak Wolf, he offers biohacking seminars, Wim Hof method workshops, company retreats, and breakout sessions. His mission is to educate his lessons learned to other people to help them understand the basic processes of their own body. So we had a great conversation about the Wim Hof method, ice baths, cold exposure, breathing, and how to incorporate all of this into your life so that you can manage your stress and physiology and just feel like you have more control. So please enjoy this episode. It was such a pleasure and can't wait to share it with you. All right. Welcome to another episode of the World of Wellness Center podcast. Today we have Ralph Duda and Ralph I really actually met on social media through the Wim Hof Method community and I thought that he would be a great guest to come on today. So I'm really looking forward to this conversation. So thanks for coming on, Ralph.
1: Thanks for the invitation. I mean. Yeah.
0: So Tell me a little bit about yourself. Tell me about your background and kind of, um, well, I think we should really dive into, I've never actually really had a whole conversation about the Wim Hof method on the podcast. I've talked about breathing, but we've never actually dove into the Wim Hof method. So I'll, I'll be curious to have a conversation about that. But tell me a little bit about your background and we'll go from there.
1: Yeah, sure. Why not? So my name is Rolf. I'm 37 years old right now, and I was not from a health um, background or had any stakes in that in my past because I grew up in a business family and went to the business path, career path, and was really successful at it. And the last 20 years, I run my own business consultancy and um, we're helping making big companies, the procurement uh, processes more efficient. And everything went great for me. So I had 16 hours work week and was fine with that. Uh, the money comes in and you see the company was growing. But there was one thing. So when I take a look to my surrounding and my peer group, I saw at the age of 30, they start to yeah, get worse. So the first got a new knee. Then there were a couple of things with the spine, chronic back pain, uh, asthma, and all these stress-related things. Um, issues you can develop during your office life. And as we go further in time, then my colleagues start from my own company, starts with burnout and heart strokes and stuff like that. So the things get more serious and come closer to me. So this was a point in my life where I was thinking about why this happens and how I can survive for the next 30 years in in that job or in that profession. And uh, a friend of me at this time uh, sent me a link of Tim Ferriss' podcast where he was speaking about the Wim Hof method. And there was a video from Wim sitting in a barrel with all these nice ice cubes. And he was explaining a lot of bullshit doesn't interest it in. But he was saying when he entered the ice, the ice is a great teacher because he has a still mind. And you're completely aware of the moment. You're present now and you can take the look from the outside to the inside and this really uh, interested me because I never did it in my whole life. I just went forward and go through it but never stopped and reflect my life. So I decided to jump on the lake. I live close to a lake in Thun, Switzerland and it was January. We had three degrees uh, Celsius and I jumped in, uh, made everything wrong I can do. I was completely shivering, completely frozen but it was a great time. Because I was absolute present, I had still a calm mind, and I was finding something in me, I was not aware of it. So I never took the inside view in um, my soul, let's say, and I was super surprised how many things are happened in my body. And this was the thing which catched me up so much that i decided to do the 10 weeks online course then go for the instructor training and i was uh, lucky to be one of the first international instructor that wim teached yeah and then the journey starts and i go to a lot of topics in the biohacking found more and more breathing things because breathing for me is one of the most important parts and yeah now i give a lot of workshops in the wim hof method Method uh, helping a lot of companies with shop uh, workshops or also uh, some kind of breakout session to inspire them just to do something like that and be half and half. So I have half of my income comes from the biohacking and Wim Hof actual, and half of the bar, uh, income from my company, the business consulting, which still exists.
0: Great. So for Can we talk about what the Wim Hof Method is? Because I'm not sure some of my listeners will actually know what it is.
1: Sure. It's a, it's a great thing. Everybody should know about it. Um, the Wim Hof Method is developed by Wim Hof. Is his name. It's a Dutch guy who owns 26 world records, I guess. Most of them related to the cold. So this gave him the nickname, the Iceman. And as the Iceman, he stayed in the ice for nearly two hours, completely involved. Or he went to the Himalaya just in shorts and walked his Himalaya base camp uh, and make crazy stunts like that. So this makes him really famous. Um, But there's a a story behind it. So also Wim has a hard hard life and story. A lot of bad things happened to him. And the thing why he discovered these eyes power, or the power of the eyes, was that he wants to feel himself again. And he was looking for for something who makes him feel himself. And what he discovered was that the Wim Hof, um, not the Wim Hof, the eyes, is a great teacher because it brings him to the present. And also, he discovered that he can influence his autoimmune system by correct breathing. By changing the breathing patterns and simulating different states of the mind. So if you get excited, you breathe differently. If you get anger, or if you if you are in love, or anything of this, you change your breathing. And he starts to experiment with that as well. And turned all these things he he learned about the last years into his own method. And now this method has three pillars. One pillar of sure, for sure is the eyes. One is the mindset um, because you still have um, you still have to have a good mindset and you have to be present and uh, focused on what you do and the last part is the breathing part because this is the the key to your autonomous autonomous nerve system to influence it and this method then goes skyrocket after he went to oprah in u.s and uh, he went to um, Tim Ferriss and the Joe Rogan podcast and all these this, this, uh, yeah, influencers you can go. And no, know everybody knows Wim Hof.
0: Definitely. Um, the first time I got introduced to the Wim Hof method was my roommate had showed me a the vice documentary, which I'll link to that in the show notes. I think everybody should watch it. Yeah, sure. <laughs> and then, and then the next day, my yoga teacher, it almost serendipitously started teaching and I'm like, this is great. So I, I want to kind of come back to your, your experience with just jumping in the ice, but also what happens. So, you know, we feel present. We feel amazing <laughs> when we get in that cold environment and why is that?
1: Yeah, the thing is when we look back in time, not 10 years, a little bit longer, so we came out of the cave and we had a natural ability to deal with the environment. So in the winter it was cold, in the summer it was super hot, Uh, there was danger all over uh, the place, we have never been this security level we have today. And this is the time where our body and also our mind got his last updates. So our brain was, um, how can I say it, was evolving that part. And they got a couple of last updates, but they are related to our speech to make more voices and more tones for communication. But since then, the world completely changes. Now we live in super safe environments, but we have um, a couple of things implemented in our life. Or excluded something, like the cold. We never experience the cold anymore. So we have the seat heating in the car, we have nice down jackets from different brands, we have uh, the heater at home and all this stuff. But our body is craving for that because he needs this to, to make sure every process in our body works correctly. Maybe one thing is if we have no exposure to, to direct sunlight, the sun cannot come into our eyes. And behind our eyes, in our brain, there's a superchiasmatic nucleus, which is the, the master clock of our body. And every cell in our body tries to synchronize his, uh, his process or the time. Uh, during the sunlight from this uh, sunlight interpretation from this superchiasmatic nucleus. And the second thing, which is a nice um, time, how can I say, a time giver, you know? Uh-huh. Uh-huh. Time. Yeah, time. which time. gives us the right time, is the cold and it's the temperature. Mm. So our body knows if it's winter or autumn just from the cold. And if we don't ex- experience these temperatures anymore, we, we have a lack into it and our body is is looking for that but our body adapts to function so it gets weaker and weaker because we are missing this part and the cold if we go to the cold it's a super super strong stressor for our mind because our body wants to survive but then we go back in time to this um, this brain from the caveman's And they are not thinking all the time. They are just reacting. So and if we have this high level of stress from the eyes, our brain shifts down to the inner layers, the more primitive layers from the caveman. And we are just uh, working as a caveman. So driven by instinct, not by thinking. And this is what we want to learn. Because from this very inner layer, the primitive layer, the reptilian brain part in our brains, there are the control signals for our whole body. So there are the the nerves, the vagus nerve, which is the most important nerve in our body, is is located there. Uh, There are the hormone levels um, get um, controlled or administrated. Mm -hmm. And all these things uh, happen by instinct and not by thinking. And we have no idea how to influence that because it's, it's not in our power to influence it with just thinking about it we have to feel it and the cold can help us for this Um, when we allow this high level of stress we got access to this primitive system and during multiple repetitions we can learn to influence and to use this in in this primitive layer of the brain uh, by just thinking and breathing for sure and so we get all of the benefits we can have from our body dealing with these stress situations in our normal life. So I can take the experience from the ice, which is a high stressor, when I calm me down and say, okay, I'm able to deal with this high level of stress. I'm able to calm me down myself. And now I'm able to transfer this knowledge into any any other part of my life. So if I stress in my relationship or my job or whatever, I can say, hey, I can deal with the ice. I can still deal with my wife. <laughs> Yeah.
0: (laughs) (laughs) So basically, you're saying is that we are not basically, I don't want to boil it down to something that's simple, but essentially, we are way too much in our comfort zone so that the parts of our brain that need to fire for us to be healthy and feel good don't fire frequently because our bodies are way too comfortable, but our brains are designed to get out of our comfort zone and experience extreme stressors. And we need that hormone release in order to regulate our nervous system so that we have a healthy body.
1: Exactly. So this is what I want to say. We know we live in, a, in, in an environment and in a mindset which is not healthy for us. We have a stress all of the time, but we have no time to think about where this stress comes from and how to deal with it. And our body still knows how to deal with stressful situations, but we forgot. And how we can um, relearn it, it just gave us the opportunity um, to stressful situations, like sitting in an ice bath for three minutes and learn to listen to the signs of your body. And if you do it multiple times, you, you learn some things. You, you see, oh, if I do if I go to the eyes, this is what happens in my brain, this is what happens with my breathing, this is what happens with, with all the things in my body. And then I do this and that, like, like the breathing, you calm you down, or you do something like, like a meditation, or whatever you do, there's an outcome. So and, and this outcome makes me feel calm, makes me feel warm again, makes me feel better, makes me happy. And now we transfer this learning to different parts of our life and see how. Oh, same as I have stress in the eyes, I have stress in the office. Maybe the learning I had will help me here uh, too. So I try to, to work with breathing patterns or try to work with different mindset techniques and uh, see I can get the same result as I get in your eyes.
0: So the cold is like a mirror. So if we have this stressful situation with our body and like you were saying, putting ourselves in this multiple times, we start to become aware of our breathing, how our body's feeling, how we're thinking. So you're saying that if we put ourselves in a stressful situation environmentally, then when we experience that stressful situation In work or with our relationships, we can start to notice, okay, I'm feeling a stress. I'm feeling like this. My mind's starting to say this. Um, My breathing is changing to this pattern. So it almost translates into real-life application.
1: Absolutely, yeah. And the difference is the stress we put in, we put us in ourselves is controlled stress. So if I jumped in the ice bath, I have a safe environment. And I have this mindset, I want to go into this ice and I want to deal with it. But if we have this in our normal life, like in the office and the boss comes and gave you a super small timeline and put pressure on you, you don't have this control and you don't decide that that you want to have this stress. So this is the thing, when we decide to deal with the stress, we have a much much more resources in our brain to deal with them. And so this makes us able to learn something because when the stress comes from the external thing, like the tiger for the caveman, we have no time to think about it. But if we are safe, like in the ice spot, we can also discover what happens. And this is the mighty thing.
0: So what if somebody right now is thinking there is no way I'm getting into an ice bath. Like, not now, but maybe they want to start to experience what it's like getting uncomfortable in a environmental stressor. What would you suggest that somebody does?
1: Yeah, no, maybe this was a bad start because we talk, <laughs> talk about the, the high stress and yeah. the caveman yeah. dangerous. It, it makes you not... Yeah, craving for an ice bath maybe um, but there are also a lot of health benefits from the ice bath. It's not just dealing with the, the stress and the pain it's much more about the energy you got and you can regain brown fat. This is what, what Wim does and uh, what is science proven because science were always thinking that just um, newborns have this brown fat because they are not able to control their temperature and this brown fat is brown because there are a lot of mitochondria, the cell power plants of our cells in it. and they are just burning, 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 sugar and fat to produce heat to heat you up again. So every woman who knows these cold feet in the bed, <laughs> this is the problem. We have a cardiovascular weakness that our um, blood vessels not working correctly because they all the time they have the same, um, let's say the same temperature, and they are not forced to work. They they don't constrict, they don't um, relax, and this is what makes us weak. And when we go to the cold, we have a training for them. We can regain brown fat. We got a huge load of energy, a kick. We got the mindset shift, and we got all these nice benefits, which is super nice. So the ice part, for sure, it's one of the best things you can do. And I do it every morning, so, and this is the thing, if someone thinking about, oh, nice, but it's too hard for me, you can very easy start just by taking a cold shower in the morning, and the only thing which is important for that is end with cold water, because uh, your body wants to learn something, and if you just gave you cold shock, this is nice, because it makes, uh, makes you more awake. But after that, when you go back to warm water or also take on warm clothes, um, you steal your body the possibility to learn something. Hmm. What we want to achieve is that our body gets this cold shock and cold feeling and learn to react how the caveman reacts to that. And relearn to um, warm us up again and to give us all these nice benefits we can get from the cold.
0: So I don't want to jump around too much because I think that these all fit in together. But if you're teaching the biohacking seminars to a group in a breakout session, are you teaching them in ice baths right off the bat? Or um, how do you how do you introduce that to them in that sense? Like, how how does that work? Do you do more breathing? Or is it more of the cold or a combination of both?
1: Uh, It depends a little bit of the company. So if I have a a main company, just all office workers there, I do a breathing first and then go to the cold with them. But if I have a company like, let's say I have a garden company here, which is advised by me, so they are out in nature all the time, the whole year. So there I can directly start with some eyes and some other things. But what I mainly do is I gave them a short introduction where our body comes from, like this caveman example how our minds react to this and what's the difference between this lifestyle and our lifestyle today and there are many more um yeah bad things like this fake light we have all the time like sitting all the time and the the wrong food and all this stuff and then i try to find a way with them together how we can get back and one thing we always find for sure is the breathing because it's super easy, it's cheap, everybody can do it and everybody feels a direct impact on his uh, mood. So you feel more happy or more relaxed or also more stressed if you do a stress breathing. And um, this is the thing I want to make them feel so if they just use different breathing patterns and then discover how their body reacts, they are very open to get deeper into the topic. And then we can later have an ice bath.
0: <laughs> so let's let's talk about the breathing a little bit now. And there are multiple different breathing techniques that we can do. First, let's talk about the what the wim hof method breathing is like and then we can talk about some other breathing techniques from there
1: sure do you want to uh, know more about how it works or how it looks like
0: well I'll talk about how it, how it looks like, and then maybe you can talk about a little bit how it works. So when we're doing the Wim Hof method, we're, it's essentially over breathing where you're pumping your body up with oxygen and, and essentially looking at it like a, a hundred percent inhale and then like a 50% exhale. So you're not expelling all of your, um, carbon dioxide out and you're doing that multiple times and then doing a breath hold. So uh, let's talk about what, if you could go, go in deeper about what's happening when we do the over-breathing and why we do the breath hold. And you can explain a little bit more because I know that wasn't the best. So what
1: what we're doing in the Wim Hof breathing is this is an over breathing, like you said. But what we are not doing is charging up with oxygen because our body is still between 96 and 99 percent of oxygen in our blood all the time. And we cannot influence this um, through breathing. Um, But we can do through this very fast breathing is we breathe out all this carbon dioxide. So it's not only bad; it's very important gas for our body. But it's in gas and it's acid. So, um, and when we breathe all this out during this Wim Hof breathing, we breathe <sighs> very fast and very, very long. So our body gets more to the alkalic side because we are losing all of this um, carbon dioxide. And then we, we change the pH level in our blood and there's an environment which is not good for inflammation, which is not good for viral and bacteria activity. So they they starting to go away. So we can not cure, it's a wrong word, but we can make the symptoms less and we fight inflammation in our body because of this different pH level. This is one thing we do with the Wim Hof method. And also what we do is CO2, so the carbon dioxide is a very strong Um, vasodilator so it makes our blood vessels and our body relaxed and when we put all this stuff out they constrict they they were very slim and then they press a lot of blood into our brain because our body wants to make sure that our brain is proper uh, provided with blood and this pressure diffuses our brain as well and the brain goes back to this primitive mode because it shut off the thinking mode and goes back to, to the pri um, how can I say it the primitive brain the reptilian brain, yeah to to help himself into this autonomic nerve system mode, and this we can also learn influ- to influence like we do it in the eyes.
0: So I want to touch on what you said about the making the body more alkaline. So when we're breathing. That's, that's making. So would you say that most people's bodies are acidic? And then, you know, it's interesting because they have alkaline water. They say have an alkaline diet, right? But we can, we don't, do we necessarily need that? And can we just use the breath to make it more alkaline? Oh, no,
1: no, no, definitely not. Um, there's a difference between alkaline in our body and alkaline just in our blood. And what we do through the breathing is we change uh, the pH level in our blood, just in the blood and just for a very short amount of time. But the blood is the, the highway uh, and the supply, How I say it's a supply uh, way <laughs> of uh, every cell in our body. And if we make that more achalic for a short amount of time, we get for a short amount of time, different supplies to our cells. So we send different signals and we change the environment. And then we can we can trigger some reactions of our body, which fights the inflammation, which also increases our white blood cells to attack because this is stress and our body wants to deal with it. Then we produce more white blood cells, which are good for us because they are fighting inflammation and bacteria and all this stuff. And this is very nice for us, but it doesn't relate it to a good nutrition, uh, which is more alkalic or more acid like the most of us eat. And um, this is a completely different thing, but uh, I think we can implement the breathing especially for the nice benefits we get, but we also have a huge attention, um, to put on our nutrition and to our movement and all this.
0: So if we're looking at when <laughs> there's just so much, I get so excited.
1: Yeah, we're super deep. <laughs>
0: yeah, definitely. Definitely. So I, I want to kind of I don't want to dive back too far into the ice, but I want to talk about what happens with our breath when we get in the ice and then how we can use the awareness of our breath in real life.
1: Yeah, that's a good good example. So if as soon as we enter the ice bath, is, this is a super strong stressor, like we said, and our body directly moves into the fight or flight mode and wants to escape. Because our body always protects us and wants to make sure that we are alive uh, the next day or the next minute. So when we enter the ice, our body reacts with pain, with freezing and our breathing pattern change directly. Because when we are in fight or flight, our breathing become more shallow, become much more faster. And we have this panic breathing. Like like everybody knows when, when he's jumping into ice or have panic attack or something like that and the difference here is that we now get the control and here we are aware because we are in a safe environment and don't allow our body to stay in this breathing pattern for for all the time we take the control and we change it and we make it very calm and we especially focus on a long exhale like (sighs) and after just a couple of breaths the people Or the body, let's say the body or the brain, see, hey, okay, it's cold here in the ice bath, but this guy is breathing so calm and and shallow and everything is nice, we might be not in that danger. So let's see what's the real surrounding. And your body gives you a real um, impression of the ice, of the temperature and of your surrounding. And now you feel, oh, it's not that much cold. And with this kind of breathing, I'm very comfortable here. So And now the body starts to warm you up again and just feel, oh, it's not that bad. So you can stay in there if you are trained for maybe 10 minutes and you are still super warm. But if you um, stay in this panic breathing, like the people on the Titanic does, you you jump into this water, you have this panic breathing, and after three minutes you're out of of breath and you will die. So this is the, the huge thing we can see how our mind reacts and how powerful the mind is just by be aware of the situation take back the control and your body uh, your mind controls the body so if you use this control you can yeah get a very powerful person
0: so i have two questions here one one's more of a statement and then but the first one would be so when we are in that stressful environment And we slow down our breathing and do the longer exhales. We can maybe then say, if we find ourselves in an office stress or a relationship stress, to pull out that breathing of taking an inhale and a longer exhale. So then, then I'm learning to control the stress and my reaction through the breath. Why is doing a longer exhale? important why is taking a why aren't I taking a big inhale and then a soft exhale why am I taking an inhale but then extending the exhale out to calm myself down
1: yeah taking a big inhale is the, the advice most people give you so if you're stressed to you say hey breathe take a big breath And this is actually a very bad idea, because what we do in this is we are supporting this panic reaction and this fight-or-flight mode in our body. Because as soon as uh, we are confronted with this stress situation, our breathing changes like in the eyes and goes more up in our body. So we have an upper breathing, we use the upper chest, maybe we use uh, our shoulders, and we most of the time use the mouth to breathe. And all these things trigger small reactions in our body which are linked to the vagus nerve which goes more and more into the fight or flight mode because our body wants to fight the stress and wants to survive. And all these things are related to inhale. So we are, have these upper chest and fast inhale breathing provide us with oxygen. This is what our body needs when we go to the fight or flight mode. But this is not what we need when we are in the office. So when we are in the office, we focus on this long exhale like we do in the eyes, because this is something completely different. When we breathe like that, it's much more easy for our body to breathe through our nose into the lower part of the lungs. And the lower part of the lungs, there, um, you can imagine the lung. Like a tree in autumn, if you um, put them at, upside down, you you see all these, this wood and uh, go thinner and thinner, and this is what happens in our lung. So, and the deeper we go, the thinner these things are, and it's called in our, in our lung, the alveoli, and there is the gas exchange takes place. So, when we go deep in our lung with deep breathing to the lower part of the lung, we can Um, get much more oxygen out of the air we breathe than we can have in the upper part of the lung. So this is why this calm breathing and focus on long exhale makes you much more calm and triggers the parasympathetic part of our brain, of the vagus nerve, which makes us more calm, more relaxed and uh, bring us to a mode where we're full of resources.
0: So... For those people that don't know, which I think this is commonly known, but the sympathetic nervous system is what does your fight or flight kind of gets you pumped up full of adrenaline and your parasympathetic is the resting and digesting. So the longer exhales are stimulating that parasympathetic nervous system and the vagus nerve talk to me about the vagus nerve what is that why is it important and how that long exhale stimulates it
1: oh this is the most important thing for me because it's the mass, um, the missing puzzle tile i collected uh, the last years and i think everybody should know it and i also can give you a picture like an, an, yeah just some picture how this vagus nerve nerves we can link to this podcast if you like and the vagus nerve is our tense brain nerve and in the past the science just speak about this nerve as one nerve which is the highway from our brain to all of our organs to our uh, to our lungs to our liver to our kidneys where the adrenaline has come from um, to our stomach to all of them to our heart for sure and if we go to different situations like if we have stress, we go to fight or flight. This is controlled by our um, autonomic nerve system, which is a part of the brain and the vagus nerve. So both of them are our autonomic nerve system and they just react in, intrinsically um, and are driven by instinct, not by thinking. This is what I want to say. So, and if we learn and accept what this processes um, or if if we learn how this works we can learn how to influence it because what happens when we have more stress this nerve is divided into three pieces and one piece is this fight or flight mode this is a sympathetic part of all this nerve and triggers the fight of flight mode which brings us more adrenaline in our body uh, brings the heart uh, heart rate goes up mm. and the breathing goes up. The breathing go more through our mouth. Our uh, muscles tense to be prepared for a flight. And the different mode is the rest and digest or sleep and breathe mode. Is the parasympathetic part. And this the, um, goes more into the digestion. So if, if the line comes up, we don't have time to digest our food from the day before. So we maybe we shit on our pants to get rid of all this stuff and are able to run away to save our lives. But if we are back in the cave, so our body wants to digest the food, what we lack, starting reparation processes and restoration of our body and cleaning processes as well to get rid of all these toxins we got about today. And this is what we are missing most of the time in our days because we are never resting. And I got a podcast uh, with a brain scientist a couple of weeks ago, and he said especially this at the younger people get worse and worse because the only way our brain is able to structure it and to, to bring things in order is daydreaming. Mm. And things like push-up notifications, social media, and even stressful work, Everything forced us to have a, a target thinking all the time, or to be in alert mode, because we never know when a push-up uh, push-up um, notification comes in. So, and this destroys the ability of our brain to put things in order and to give us a good structure. And this also means that we never go back to this parasympathetic mode where all these restoration processes and especially the cleaning processes take place. And this is a bad thing for us.
0: So are you saying that most people spend most of their time in that sympathetic state and they don't get into the parasympathetic state often?
1: Absolutely, yes.
0: So what what is the what is the harm in that? What is the harm of not getting into that parasympathetic state where we're calming ourselves down?
1: That's the thing what we are missing. So when we are in the parasympathetic a parasympathetic relaxed state Uh, Then the cleaning processes and the reparation takes place. And if we don't go there proper time, also the structuring of the brain takes place. And if we go into that mode, we're missing it because we mess up our body. We mess them up with toxin. We mess them up with adrenaline also because we are... um, as soon as we are stressed, our body will produce adrenaline line to prepare us for this stress. But when you see a lion in nature before he grabs his food, after killing it, he starts shaking to get rid of this adrenaline because this destroys our blood vessels. And it's a a very powerful drug, which gave us a lot of power. But when we are not able to use it, it goes away in our, uh, not goes away, it goes around in our body and destroys our blood vessels. So we have to go in this rest mode to get rid of all this stuff and give our body an environment where we can relax and clean himself and repair everything which is broken.
0: This is something I think we talked about before we even started recording. But if that's... So if we're on our phones frequently, we have the light coming from... We have the light coming from our phones. If we're watching TV late at night, that's telling our body to stay alert and pump adrenaline through our body to be aware and awake for the next stimulus that's going to come into our environment. Is that... I mean, is that...
1: Yeah, that's correct.
0: So, So what are some ways that we can get into that parasympathetic state?
1: Yeah, the most easiest way is breathing because breathing is the only thing we can influence. So when we when we take a look on what the whole vagus nerve, doesn't matter if sympathetic or parasympathetic does, there's something related to our heart rate, we cannot control. There's related to our muscles, we cannot control really. Uh, there's related to our hormones, we cannot control. But it's a strong relationship to our breathing. And breathing is the funny thing. It goes both sides. So if you get stressed, (gasps) yeah, this is just an instinct I cannot control. But if I'm aware, I can control. I can see the line. I can say, okay, very slow. And if I do it for a couple of times, not minutes, just seconds most of the time, but sometimes minutes... um, It goes the other way, and our body is looking, hey, this guy is breathing so so soft, so I can react on this. Or this guy seems to be soft, but he's breathing very stressful, so maybe I have to support him with stress hormones. And um, this is what makes breathing so powerful and such a great gift that we are able to control it. And now the only thing we have to learn is how to implement it in our daily life.
0: Well, I like what you said. You, you said a couple seconds. So I think it's important to know that when, if we're implementing breathing, it doesn't have to be okay. We're going to sit in a Lotus position and breathe for 15 minutes and meditate while we breathe. It can be something as simple like you right now, while I'm talking could be doing a deep exhale to mentally prepare yourself for what's going to come next. Or if you're about to hop on a new interview or a new call, you might be doing a couple one, you might be doing a longer exhale to calm yourself down. But if you're trying to get pumped up for it, you could be sitting there for a matter of seconds and do a couple deep inhales to get yourself energized for it. It doesn't have to be a whole session. It can be, and it's great to do that, but it doesn't have to be a whole thing, right?
1: Absolutely. The only thing you have to know is that up is always faster than down. So if, if it's also related to our past, if a danger comes up, we have to re- react very fast. But then if the danger is gone, we have to make very sure that we are safe before we slow down. So up is always faster than out. But to just feel how fast your body react, what we can do is really open our eyes really wide, um, goes up with our shoulders and take a Deep breath through our mouths, like the line is in front of us, like <gasps> and if you do it just three times, you will feel a direct reaction of your body. Because now you see, whoa, maybe there is stress. Here is our some adrenaline. And this is a very easy way to just pump you up. It's not the healthiest way for all the time, but you see how the breath is, how powerful the breath is for your body, just through three breath, maybe. And um, the same, like you explained, you can do for calming down. And there are a couple of techniques, especially uh, focus on long exhales and breathe through your nose, which makes you calm down again and which brings you in a a much more powerful state because um, just when we are calmed down, the outer layers of our brain... Are supported by enough oxygen, enough blood, and all this. And this is where the take, uh, where creative processes or the the main thinking processes we need in our days takes place. And if we are stressed, these parts of our brain have not enough resources.
0: Mm. So, two things. <laughs> so. One, how long would it take? So so you're saying that it's quicker to do the inhales and get more energy and stimulate that sympathetic nervous system and it takes longer to calm yourself down. How much longer does it typically take? Like...
1: It depends on the situation, but... Okay. Um, First thing I want to mention is that it's not a good play, not a good idea to use the breathing to push you up because most of the times we are too high in this mm. fight or flight mode. And it's the same like coffee. So we cannot just put more and more coffee in to make the system work because what our system needs is to come down. And it's much more important to focus on the resting times and get multiple times of of slow breathing or resting, daydreaming, and implement that into our life. Then we – so this is a better idea than using breathing to bring you up again.
0: Got it. You know, it's, it's interesting because this is something I've struggled with, especially over the last year with owning a company. Like I was always go, 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 go. And always in this, um, have to be productive mood. And, you know, if I'm not doing something, if I'm not moving, if I'm not working, like I get even more stressed out, but over the last probably eight, nine months, I've learned that taking the time to, I like, uh, John Maxwell. I don't know if you know who, do you know who John Maxwell is? No. Well, he's, um, he's like, he's a leadership expert, but he talks about scheduling thinking time into your day. And that to me was just the craziest thing ever. Like you're going to schedule time to think. I don't have time for that, but it's amazing how much more productive that we become once we do Things like thinking time or daydreaming, because then we're, we're, we're not focused on, I have to produce in order to be successful in whatever I'm doing. It's just happening because you've let your body calm down and focus so that when you actually go to do whatever you're going to do, your, your, your energy is all there rather than forcing it. Does that make sense?
1: Yeah, absolutely. It's the same like, our, like, let's say, our house or just one room, maybe my office. If we have a good ordering system, everything is in structure, like the Marie Kondo <laughs> cleaning uh, wizard girl. Um, if we have a structure like that, we know where we get something. We know where my, my water is. We know mm-hmm. where my pants are. So everything is easy to, to get. But if we just still mess up all the time and put everything in, we always need more time to find something. And we not feel really good because we are never sure if it's still there or we're losing a lot of time. And when we allow us to daydream or to structure our day, this is what structuring does. It allows us to have some more time in between because we know what comes next. Yeah. And then our, our brain can structure him, uh, his self, himself, itself. Yeah, can structure itself. <laughs> yeah. Sorry, my English is not the best. Yeah. No, you're great. You're uh, great. Can structure itself. And it's very easy to, um, find every information and any, anything we want to find.
0: So it sounds like you're saying that all of this helps us become more present in with whatever we're doing.
1: Yeah, because it gives us more security. So same like back to the caveman. So the caveman has never an idea what happens next. Mm. But most of the problems are very short-term problems. So he can solve this directly with muscle power and with, with thinking in a couple of seconds or minutes. And then he's safe again. And he can structure his day by collecting some stuff. But we bring that much chaos into our life and that much disturbance that we have never the chance to to solve our problems, really. Our problems are not uh, direct problems for a short amount of time. They are in the future. We are worried about uh, financial things, whatever, getting older, something like that, and we cannot solve them. So our body is always... In work with them and try to find a solution but there is no solution and there are so many disturbances around us that we have no chance to recover and structure brings a bit more clearness into this and our brain is able to put a little bit of repair of, of, of cleaning of all this stuff
0: I'm, I'm not gonna lie right now my mind <laughs> just about got blown because (laughs) huge epiphany just came to my mind and this is what I just wrote down of slowing down is the way of organizing our thoughts and our life definitely that (laughs) this and and this this only is just like incredible to me because personally I have such a hard time with, I mean, my life for the last year and a half has been, I have no idea what's next. Like my life has changed so dramatically within every three months in a way that I never thought was possible. And I I'm so like grateful to hear you say personally. (laughs) Like the caveman doesn't know what's coming next. So so the fact that we worry about what's going to happen in three months or six months is really irrelevant. All we can do is be with what our current situation is and organize our thoughts and structure ourselves in a way to where we can handle what's going to come in the next day, three days instead of. Something that we never know is going to (laughs) happen.
1: Yeah, exactly. But I had the same problem. This is what I was talking about. So I was never in the present. I was just in future and and just active and doing and doing and doing. But then in the eyes, I see, wow! if I, this is, this was my learning in the eyes. If I stay present and be in the now and start to slow down, I'm much more productive. I'm much more full of resources and I have much more power as well.
0: What I mean? What do you think it takes for somebody to realize that? I mean, I guess this is why we're talking about it right now. But I I think sometimes, what does it take for? And this is completely subjective, but what does it take for somebody to kind of have the awareness that they need to make a shift in the way that they're thinking and the way that they're taking on their tasks and looking at life, like? into where we kind of have that awareness of, oh, something needs to change and I need to do something differently.
1: Yeah, I think so. Everybody needs a moment where, where the shift comes in. And uh, I think, I don't remember, but there's one Tim Ferris book, he's talking about the guy and he said, everybody needs this guy's moment. Uh, he was too fat and somebody says, you are too fat and this makes him worried about like that. But I think what we can do is, this is why the ice bars are so powerful, is we can force this moment to us. And the ice, if we are not used to it, brings us to a, to a situation we cannot control because it's cold, we are, we are there and we say, "Whoa." And our body goes directly into this primitive layer of the brain. But in the same way, we know we are in a safe environment. This is just a workshop. I can control it by breathing. I can go out all the time. And then we can learn it. And this is the way we can reconnect. So, And I think this reconnection, this is what we are talking about.
0: Yeah. So did you... I know that you were saying that you noticed people around you, you know, in their early 30s with having health problems? Did you have something yourself that sparked you to want to do that? Or was it purely those other people that you were seeing?
1: No, this is the thing. Most of the people, especially in this uh, biohacking or spiritual side of life, uh, they come in with some kind of problems. I got cancer or survived something, or I never had this. Uh, I was in the lucky part. um, My only motivation, my life was great, from the start until now, I have never a big problem in life, but I was always looking around and I had a really good sense about how people feel. So I can see or I can feel how somebody else is, is feeling and is struggling with. Mm. And this makes me worry for myself because I feel more and more people which look really successful from the outside were shitty inside. And it's getting worse and worse. And I was thinking about that. Um, It may be correlated with our lifestyle. So I adapt some changes for myself. And now I see, oh, it was completely right. I'm on the right way and want to go deeper in that and help people find their way.
0: Have Have you been active your whole entire life? Or did you start becoming more active when you made this lifestyle shift about what you were seeing outside?
1: Um, I'm an active guy, maybe hyperactive guy my whole <laughs> life, but um, during this professional lifestyle times or periods in my life, um, the sport gets less important for me and I did not so much for my health, I just did it for, for nice looking. So to be, to be a nice guy, have enough muscles and look good, this was my interest then. But then um, with the biohacking, there comes a huge shift because I was thinking about all this this bad stressors we have in life, like like this fake light. So and now I understand what happens to our body when we have this light, or we have too much coffee, or we have to, uh, we sit all the day because of this medical knowledge I gained the last years and now the understanding what happens in our body, I get much more into the nature, reconnect to nature and much more active than I was be- ever before in my life.
0: Have you have you read the book Unplugged? Unplugged? No. Okay. Well, <laughs> i am just I've started reading it. It's by uh... or, or maybe
1: from from who who has written it.
0: Um, Brian McKenzie, Dr. Oh yeah, I I, I know it. Yeah, it's just a different
1: name in German. Yeah, 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 uh,
0: yeah. that makes sense. (laughs) Um, I, am on the last chapter of that book and that book has just completely, you know, it's principles that I've always, always, you, you talked about nature. That's where I'm going with this. But it, it makes so much sense that, to get out in nature because we need that sunlight. We need the environmental stressors and the factors and the physical aspect of it. And like we've been talking about, we sit way too much. Our diet isn't good. We're not nearly as active as we should be. And we have all of this fake light coming in. So we're don't even know it. And we may be thinking that we're healthy, but we're not actually Giving our body the proper things it needs. It's not, and you know, it's not like in the last fifty years that our human has changed to where that this is what it needs to live. Like we are, we are nature. We come from the trees. We come from. We got the air. We got the water. That's all a part of us. And I think that's something that we need to hone in on as a human.
1: <laughs> but, but we're completely losing it, and yeah. we're doing everything we do, um, and every. Uh, new era of more technical solutions we we got in we lose more and more disconnection
0: with ourselves and then also from other people like we we were more yeah. concerned in and you know I, I broke my phone a month ago so i didn't have a phone for a month so i wasn't on what? social. i know <laughs> oh my gosh <laughs> you, don't, you don't even know <laughs> try getting try getting a new phone through customs it's great <laughs> <laughs> but, but it, it, it made me so much more aware of how much I was using my phone, how much that I don't need to be using my phone and how much for, you know, I didn't use when I'd go on a run, I have a heart rate monitor on, I'd have my headphones in and I'd go to the park. But again, the same time that I don't have my phone, I start reading this book unplugged and you know, they're talking about don't use your heart rate monitor, use it to measure. But then also when you're going on a run, like pay attention to your breathing patterns and just becoming more in tune with ourselves. So these unnatural environments that we've created from ourselves are making us lose touch with ourselves and the other people around us. Like what, how, how, instead of, sorry, now I'm going on a ranch, but <laughs> if we're going on in the park, like why would I be texting a friend here rather than actually going on a run with a friend or introducing myself to somebody because we need human connection. We really do.
1: For sure, we're social beings. Yeah. Everybody needs a hug.
0: Definitely. So do you have anything else? I feel like we could go on for a long time and we didn't really even touch into mindsets really. I mean, we did through it, kind of weave through it all, but is there kind of anything else that you want to add right now? talk
1: about. And what I don't think we we had a good journey through the whole topic yeah. but uh, yeah. just just scratching the top of it. Yeah. So but what we are talking about in all these uh, topics we we discussed today is the necessary there's a need, let's say there's a need for us to slow down and to be aware. And this is why this whole awareness things, and not just from yoga, now every bar, everywhere pops up, every company makes an awareness program and hate people, but there's a lot of things. It's combined with the spiritual stuff. And it, especially if you're working in, an, in a professional office environment like, like me, Uh, You hate this stuff. So if there's a yoga guy or girl comes in and say, oh, namaste, my friends, you say, okay, this is not what I want. I want a successful life. I want the money. I want to be the good guy, look good, and all this stuff. And we have to demystify all these things and to explain how they work and just go back to science and go back to nature and see this is what happens to your body my friend and here's the science for it so it's it's not a spiritual thing to slow down it's a necessity of your body because this happens so if you don't want it think about the science so this is what we can do and then what's the solution for it and i think the easy solution is not everybody has to jump into the ice, but it's a great teacher if you want to do and not everybody has to start meditation. But what we should do is, like you said, bring a couple of scheduled time in our schedule, schedule time for just being aware, just 15 minutes, what I'm doing today, how I'm feeling today, what is what I want to achieve today, really, in my, in my inner voice or in my soul. And just write it down. And then let's just do a little maybe attention... Um, on your breath work or let's just do a small breath meditation like just observe your breath for one or two minutes just doesn't change anything just look what happens and i think this is what we need so time to slow down to come back to to ourselves and then all the other topics come naturally
0: From my perspective, if somebody got through this whole podcast and they're like, what is going on? (laughs) Which I don't think they would be, but, but kind of where to start. I think the easiest starting point is the breath. Just start to become aware of how you're breathing. And then once you get that reminder going in your, brain of okay how's my breath then we can look at the external situations okay my breath is long i'm calm i'm in my room i've got a candle going or maybe my breath is really shallow and i'm at work and my boss is down my throat so just becoming more aware of um the breathing and then expanding from yeah, just
1: just do, a, do, a, do like, let's say, like a state scan, just observe yeah. yourself and do a state scan and see if I'm in fight or flight mode, or if I'm more in a relaxed mode, and then compare this to the mode you want to be. Mm. And now you have learned how you have to breathe calm or high, and just do some minutes of that to bring your state back to the way you want to have.
0: So if people want to find you learn more about you, where should they go?
1: Yeah, the thing is, mostly I post in German, but you'll find me on Instagram as peakwolf or on the internet as peakwolf.ch here in Switzerland. Or also I have a couple of YouTube videos, everything related to peak wolf, because I'm super in nature all the time and I love the connection. And this is um the peaks here in switzerland the mountains and uh, i like this way of um, impression and gave a lot of insights and inputs to the people uh, just to very easy to digest small parts to think about
0: yeah cool well i will link to those in the show notes but this was super fun. We're going to have to do it again.
1: <laughs> yeah, for sure. But next time we need also more structure to give the people yeah. a very clear way. This is what we're talking about and this has gone out. But I think it's really, really helpful today because we, we go through a lot of topics and maybe we have a certain you know, enlightening fire in one of the topics for yes. the people.
0: Yes, I hope so. It's kind of like I, I just kind of got the vision of what we did. We had this piece of DNA started unraveling it and now we're going to have to lay the pieces together.
1: Yeah, definitely. Yeah. Thank That's you cool. so much.
0: Yeah, thank you. Thank you so much for tuning in to this episode of the World of Wellness Center podcast. Don't forget to check out the show notes. And if you liked this, please rate, subscribe, and tune back in next week for another episode. Have a great day and we will see you guys next week.